someone had come into my woods and started shooting. Blindly shooting. In addition to the sheriff, I was going to call the DNR. The Department of Natural Resources should do something about this. My woods were posted no hunting. I had my rights. My anger monopolized my thoughts, and I barely noticed when Baraka put his nose to the ground. Ridgebacks are sighthounds, but there's nothing wrong with their tracking ability. They can pick up smells thousands of times better than any human. He sniffed the ground near the old chicken coop, then near the woodshed. From there, he traveled up the crumbling concrete steps that led to my back door. He stopped at the storm door and looked back at me. My eyes were focused on the bloody handprint on the door's aluminum frame. As I came closer, I could see another print on the handle. Now that I was looking, I saw spots of blood on the concrete landing, the steps, and the ground. A trail of blood. Someone had come along the same path I'd taken and had gone into my house. Someone who was bleeding. Baraka whined to get inside, and I wished I hadn't so easily gotten into the habit of not locking my back door when I went for a walk. I stood at the bottom of the steps and debated what to do. Both my cell phone and cordless phone were in the house. To call for help, I either had to go inside or to my neighbors. John and Julia Westman, who live the closest, are a quarter of a mile to the northwest of my house, and both work. Howard Lowe, my next closest neighbor, lives a half mile to the east, on the opposite side of the road from my house. Lowe and I haven't hit it off that well, not since I put up no hunting signs all around my woods. He would probably shoot me if I stepped on his property. After those two houses, I'd have to go at least a mile before I reached another one, and my car keys were in the house. I had only one option. I opened the storm door, being careful not to touch the blood. Baraka immediately pushed against the wood door, and it swung open. It had been latched when I left. Cautiously, I followed my dog into the house. Hey! I called out, looking around my kitchen. Who's here? More blood spotted the linoleum, bright red drops on a faded and worn pattern of tan and brown. Baraka headed straight for the dining room, and I followed, then came to an abrupt stop. A man lay on the floor, not more than two feet from my telephone. I saw a small hole in the back of his nylon jacket. He was face down on the linoleum, a pool of blood spreading out from under his body. Baraka licked his face, and the man's hand moved, just barely. I hurried to his side and pushed Baraka away. "'Are you all right?' I asked, then realized how stupid the question was. The man had a hole in his back near his heart and lungs. He was bleeding. Of course he wasn't all right. "'Shh!' he said. I wasn't sure I'd heard him right. Did you say shit? He said it again, slurring the word, his voice weak. Then his hand relaxed. Dead or unconscious? I wondered and checked the side of his neck for a pulse. I tried two spots and didn't feel any sign of a heartbeat. It was then that a new smell reached my nose, and Baraka began sniffing around the man's pants. In death, more than just the man's hand had relaxed. 
I stood up to escape the stench and stare down at the man, my entire body trembling. He was clean-shaven and dressed in casual work attire. The collar of a blue and gray plaid flannel shirt showed above the black nylon jacket, and mud covered his jeans and work boots, but they were fairly new. His build was lean and wiry, and I guessed him to be around forty. He looked familiar, but I wasn't sure why. He wasn't someone I knew. Baraka started barking, and I looked away from the body. My dog was standing at the window that faced the woods, his body tense and his tail held straight out. I walked over, grabbing my cordless phone along the way. I couldn't see anything or anyone outside, but I didn't question Baraka. He'd seen something. I punched 911 on the cordless phone's keypad, my hand shaking as I did and my heart beating a staccato.